1: Welcome to Winging It and Motown Radio. <laughs> I'm, I'm your host, Jeff Hancock, and joining us on this lovely, positive podcast is JJ Kyle Prashanth. Gentlemen, starting with Prashanth and working backwards in the order I introduced you,
2: how are you?
3: Doing wonderful. I have a nice glass of High West whiskey, so I think we'll be good tonight.
2: Um, I think I was next. Uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, and that's all that
0: matters. I am in the midst of having the greatest night ever. There you go. Well, how are you? Oh, uh, I'm good.
1: I had some chocolate milk and I wrapped some Christmas presents and I packed up my suitcase with nothing but Christmas presents and dirty clothes and a Brendan Smith jersey. And I'm ready to go to Michigan at seven in the morning, Thursday.
2: You decided on the Brendan Smith jersey.
1: Of course. I couldn't turn my back on him. <laughs>
2: you, idiot? All right. You probably hit me from behind. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah you can't. i <laughs>
1: <pretty much. laughs> beat you to it. All right. Uh, speaking of beating, <laughs> uh, the Red Wings took a beating all week long because they suck. Uh, three losses since we last recorded. Uh, what was it? They got their butt kicked by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Then they lost to the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime, one to nothing. And then they... Decided to shit the bed against the worst team in hockey. Um, JJ, what the?
0: Fuck? Oh, don't make me go first. It's awful. Um, I don't know the the Jackets game. I was expecting a loss. It's unfortunate. Like I don't like John Tortorella. I think he's a, a shitty person. Um, but you know that you, that is going to be a team that. It's, it's like they always said about my opponent. You are not going outwork to outwork his team. And they're really hot right now. They were... That was a, a loss waiting to happen. So, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I missed the Flyers game. I was at a Christmas party and my DVR didn't record. So, this is like the first Wings game in like five years that I that I haven't seen. So, I'll take all your word for it. Uh, one nothing loss in overtime sounds super boring. So, whatever. Uh, and then the Arizona game. is just... It's just so tiresome watching a lot of, like, almost and what if and bad luck. like, And I know at some point you can't just say it's bad luck anymore. It's, you know, the the team makes these horrible, awful mistakes that seem to consistently end up in the back of their net. Like, they get bogged down in their own zone too much. They can't get passes through skates or sticks. Um, They just can't get out of their own damn way. And then when they get their chances they just can't finish. It's uh, extremely frustrating to watch. Yeah.
2: I think less. And at some point uh, you were, you said like, Oh great. This is a moral victory waiting to happen because the red wings did outplay the, the coyotes pretty much the whole game. I mean, that third period, I mean, I, I, aside from the opening of it, they didn't have a shot on net for like 14 minutes or something like that, which is really bad. Um, I think like in the third period, they pretty much controlled the entire game. And at the end of the game, when it was four to one, um, I was I was like moral victory, moral victory, and I'm like no fuck that. This isn't a moral victory. There is no victory here. This is the worst. Um, and like you said, eh, JJ, there's a point where it's not bad luck anymore. It's just they're they are what they are. Um, they're not a good team, and. Uh, they don't have the luxury of one of the best possession forwards in the analytics era playing for them or one of the best defensemen playing for them. Uh, one of the best defensemen possibly in, his, in hockey history, uh, in Nicholas Lidstrom and the other – the forward I was talking about is Pavel Datsuk, obviously. And they don't have the luxury of the best coach in hockey anymore in Mike Babcock. So um, – yeah it there's really no way to to like dress this up and and make it sound better than, than than what it is you know you can't really polish a turd it's just uh that's just what it is they're not a good hockey team and i really don't see any i don't see many moves that can make them marginally better at this at this point in time aside from getting everybody healthy um Which obviously isn't
0: going to happen all at once. So okay, not to jump in a positivity corner too soon, but I will (laughs) grant you they are not a very good hockey team. If you will grant me that they are not as bad as they looked in the last three games,
2: um, I'll give you that. That's fine.
0: They should be a playoff bubble team, and they're underperforming that even. So that's that's the real hard part. Sorry, I I interrupted.
3: That's okay. I agree with that. I had them somewhere between eight and 12 coming into the season. I didn't think they'd be any worse than 12. And I didn't think they would be any better than eight. It was either they snuck in or they just missed by a handful of points, but they're, they're worse than that right now. I don't think they're as bad as they think, but I think Kyle brought up the kind of the crucial point to this team is it's a lack of elite talent. You don't have Datsuk, you don't have Lindstrom. And then from a coaching perspective, you don't have Babcock, but you know, a lot of us are pinning problems on coaching and, and things like that. It doesn't matter who you brought in to coach this team, and I think that's a big reason why Babcock left. You don't have any elite talent, and you don't have any elite talent on the pipeline. So no matter what you do, like Kyle said, you can't polish this turd. Um, you have to get elite talent, and, and there's a number of ways to do that. The easiest way is to end up in the bottom five of the league so you can get a high pick.
2: Yeah, and they're not going to do that. They're well, you,
1: you say it's it's talent, but, I mean, just going back to the Arizona game, a common complaint or discussion we had, and I saw it on Twitter and it's been brought up elsewhere, you know, the, this team can't score. They're looking for goals, and you see late in the game that Glendenning gets moved up into – that's a top six role. And then Manta's pretty much benched. I mean, you know, Manta isn't scoring a goal per game, but he's scoring more often than Glenn Denning. You know, Riley Shane is getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I, I mean, at,
2: at what point do we look at Blashill and say, he, maybe he is the problem. I don't think it's uh, looking at him and saying that he is the problem. Um, I mean, I did that last game. Uh, I looked at that game and I was like, I don't know what Blashill's doing. This is this is bad. This is an example of bad coaching. Um, a guy like Nicholas Cronwell shouldn't be playing 20 minutes in a game. Um, I'd argue that a guy like Henrik Zetterberg, even though he's been really good lately, probably shouldn't be playing upwards of 18 minutes a night. Um, and of course, benching. Anthony mantha and putting Luke glendening into this. I mean, Brian Lashoff being in the game period. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. Um, I mean, the it's 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 this these this last week has really seems like Blashill's uh like bad tendencies have really been uh like exacerbated and um I think that's just because the team is playing really poorly. Um but it certainly is not all him. It does fall on the players. It falls on management. It's just all around. I'm not going to pin it on anybody, but I'm not going to say that anybody is not at fault right now.
0: Yeah, there's been an argument going on in our comments for, I don't know, the entire season, that this team is essentially just as good on paper as they were in previous years, and so they're they're sucking this much is is got to be uh, so much on blast. And I don't agree that they're as good as they were in, in previous years. I think that the... <clears throat> wear and tear on the vets has, um, more than caught up to the concept that, um, you know, we have been, we've over-evaluated our, our kids. We've got good kids, uh, Athens, Manta, and even Larkin are good and bordering on exceptional, uh, especially in Larkin's case. Uh, but they're not, Elite yet, Larkin still can be elite. Mantha and Athanasio can still jump up to that, but I think they've got less of a chance of that. They're very good, um, but it's it's so hard to say that. Like I, I wrote at the beginning of the season, that Blashill needed to make the Red Wings his team. He needed to leave his mark because uh, he was absolutely going to eat it if the Red Wings uh, fail this season, and that's what's happening right now. And it's um, as against firing Blashill as I am right now, and I'm not going to say I'm entirely against firing Blashill, but it's not Ken Holland that's playing Brian Lashoff in consecutive games. It's not Ken Holland who consistently puts the fourth line out in the bump-up shift after the Red Wings give up a goal. It's like those are not guys that are going to go get that goal right back. You're essentially punting after you give up a goal. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. It's, I mean, to take the football metaphor further, it's taking a safety. You give up points and then you also give them the ball. So the fact that Riley Sheehan and I know he he's so snake and he's just gonna he's gonna break out and eventually he's gonna get back on track to score, I don't know, uh ten goals or whatever. But he shouldn't be playing more minutes than than Athenasiou and Mantha. And I thought in the Coyotes game, uh, I didn't even think Manta was all that good, but shit, the guy's better than Glenn Denning. The the guy's better than, than Sheehan even. He I mean, he's actually, uh, he's one of the ones that that hit a post, even though I didn't think he played very well in that game. So the fact that Blashill is losing is not necessarily, does not necessarily have to be on Blashill, but the fact that Blashill is losing pointlessly and that we're not, you know, obviously I mean by that. If you're going to lose, you lose with Ryan Sporle in the lineup. You don't lose with Brian Lashoff in the lineup. Brian Lashoff right. doesn't learn anything. He doesn't improve from that. Ryan Sporle does. If you're going to lose, you lose with Manta and Athens to You you say, guys, you got to go win this game for us. And if they fail, then say, okay, this is why you didn't win this game. You're going to go get better. You don't lose by putting Glenn Denning out there. You don't lose with putting Steve Ott out there. You don't lose with playing Riley Sheehan too many da- damn minutes. Um, lose productively. So, yeah, yeah fuck Blashoff right now yeah yeah and i've always i've always said
2: that uh i don't like if it came down to it and it was like time to fire like you know start firing people um i wouldn't be satisfied with just firing one person um and i know this will never happen this is just my personal little pipe dream it would have to be like a clean house kind of situation where it's like all right um or not even fire it's like all right kenny it's time for you to move somewhere else and do something else and you know like and that's just me, though. Like,
1: that's Holland, my pipe
2: dream. That'll never Ho-
1: happen. Holland or Blashell? Only one can
2: go. Are we all in agreement it's Holland?
3: It's Holland. It's, it's Holland, Holland. Yeah, yeah.
2: But at the current moment, it's Blashell is the one that looks. He's the one with. Right. He's uh, the one more likely to go he's something. the one with, you know, like mud all over his face right now. So.
1: Right. Prashan, I saw you mention on Twitter a few times stealth tank. Think that's actually <laughs> happening here.
3: No, I don't think that's actually happening though. If it was, and Blashell is sacrificing himself and his coaching career to get the Red Wings back <laughs> on track, he will forever be the hero we did not deserve, but we really needed. Uh, like that, um, yeah, hey man, <laughs> I, that's what's going on. I don't know. I mean, granted, like, you know, Graham, Graham, I think brought up a good point in our Slack chat earlier. It's hard to actively root for this team to lose. I I can't do that. That's not in my nature as being a fan. At the same time, every loss does move right. them a step closer towards getting elite talent. Granted this draft is a little bit weaker. So they, you know, probably need a little bit of lottery luck, but even then a top five pick is still going to get you a better prospect than you've probably had in the last 15 years or so. Um, it, it, it's going to give you, it's going to give this team a shot. And I don't disagree. Blashwell has not done a great job this year. He's done a, he's done, you know, a fairly mediocre job this year. But I think going back to what we've talked about right now, the way he's coaching this team, this team is going to finish between 10th and 14th in the, in the conference. But if he was coaching optimally, I still think coaching optimally, best roster, this is an eight to 12 team. So that's why I don't think coaching is the entire problem. I still think elite talent's the actual issue here. He moves the needle by maybe a couple of spots, uh, but I don't. I don't think he actually moves you into a contending team whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, he did really well in the AHL with with a bunch of good players. So, but that's the so AHL. I'm just are
0: Torquetti and Huda just not getting through to people, or because weren't they supposed to be like the hires that would like keep guys responsible? Cause it, right now, it do, it does look like. We do lack talent, and it does – you know, there are some coaching mistakes that are are losing us the margins there. But in general, the whole team is just not playing well, and it's not – I don't think that it's necessarily systemic. I think that – I'm actually – at this point, I'm wondering if the Red Wings aren't practicing fast enough because that's what I notice in a lot of the games is you'll see a guy get the puck – and you'll see that split second where he really ought to be making a pass to somebody to break them into a really good area. And he just holds on to it. Or you see where they should be snapping the puck immediately. And he waits that extra split second to, uh, to make sure the puck is so is secure on a stick. And then he shoots it right into the goalie. Who's used all that extra time to, to get into position. So like, ah, they're just, they're not moving fast enough and it's, there's that I think that's what Torchetti and Huda were brought in to do is like, hey guys, you've got to be responsible for this. So, like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but and it, Zetterberg called himself out after the, the Arizona mm-hmm. loss. It's like we didn't. We, that's on everybody. That's on leadership. I'm leadership. So I, I'm going to take part of the blame for that. But honestly, I'm tired of listening to them talk about why they suck. I just want to see them not suck.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's just a glut of players that have bad, uh, habits. Uh, Cronwall is one. I know that Kaiser has developed it. Um, they don't play defense fast. Uh, they, they spend too much time waiting for the play to develop and they don't actively develop the fucking play. Uh, and I think that's a big, that's a big problem. that's why Players like Athanasius step in and are so fucking exciting to watch because when he gets the puck on his stick, he makes it happen. Like, he just uses his speed and his creativity. I know a guy like Danny DeKaiser isn't the fastest player, but I also know that he isn't as lumbering as he looks at times. Um, I mean, he is a decent skater for a guy with his frame. Um, And, I mean, that was my complaint with Erickson for a long time. And it's just like, um, I think... Yeah, it's just they're not playing players, whether it's individual or it's like a um, uh, like, you know, like just a team thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe there does there does need to be somebody that needs to call people out uh, in practice or maybe they should just stop practicing. I, hell, it's working for Columbus. They don't even practice anymore every now and uh, they don't do like day of. I'm just saying. But um. Yeah, I think that's that's something I, I think that's just players not playing to their full ability. Um, and they're just not playing fast. And you know, that's why guys like Athanasiu and Larkin, they look so damn good. Because yeah, they are good, but they're also playing around a bunch of players who don't necessarily play very quickly. It's like Yeah. They play boring hockey at times and it sucks.
0: In regards to coaching, before we got off the subject, Santa Prashant sure was teasing us about this previously, because um, obviously we, whenever we talk about whether or not we're going to fire Blashill, you have to have uh, somebody to talk about replacing him with, and everybody wants to talk uh, Gallant, but uh, I know that uh, Prashansk has another person in mind, so why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us about
3: that I one. mean, I don't really think Gerard Gallant's all that much of a hockey coach. Um, you know, you'll have some of the old boys club tell you differently, but I don't really think he did a whole lot with Florida. You know, the guy I wish you can make an offer to and see if you can lure him away is Ralph Kruger, And you got to see what he did a little bit in the world cup of hockey uh, with team Europe, taking a team that nobody thought had a shot of doing anything and actually getting them all the way to the finals uh, and playing a competitive hockey game against uh, team Canada. I thought he did a sensational job um, almost in a Babcock type style of, slowing the game down recognizing he didn't have the talent to compete with the other teams so he slowed it down he slowed down the other team's top speed uh and then he prided that team on counterattacks. uh the problem is you know with him being chairman of uh southampton and the football club in england i i think it's hard to pull him away from there um uh, but he would be the guy that i would if i have a coaching candidate he got a Bat. He really didn't get a fair shot in Edmonton when he was here. I would yeah. love for new management, clean house, bring him in, bring in a new general manager, and just let him have a few years to work with this team. I think he could do a sensational job.
2: If you could if you could convince Chris Illich to actually spend the money, <laughs> I mean that the money there, but the money wouldn't be comparable to probably what he's getting over there. I don't even know what he
3: gets paid over there. I'm no. sure I mean he gets paid probably millions.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I think that'd be a, if that was possible. Absolutely, I, I love what he did with Team Europe. Um, and like you said, he didn't get a fair look here with Edmonton. And
0: he's yeah, smart and guy. it really echoes yeah. the concept that he did more with the lesser roster, considering what we're looking at and what we need a, a coach to do with the Red Wings. Right. Yeah. Quick Google search doesn't reveal doesn't reveal anything about what is. Uh, what his salary is so it's probably yeah it's a shitload is it what who does he work for again it's the
3: chairman Southampton. Southampton.
2: okay yeah so he's yeah he's got it he probably gets paid a
0: lot i mean it's british premier league there's big money there so oh well whatever but i agree about uh, i don't think i think Gallant is a good uh get him to work hard coach uh but i think systematically like i don't think he put he would be the right coach for the long.
3: I don't think he moves the needle much from Blasio. Yeah, right. like
0: he, I think he would get them like the the accountability problem would get solved, but in the short run, but people would tire of him real quick. And uh, I don't think that he makes the team better. I don't think he helps develop kids really.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: I don't think we'd see any less of Steve Ott. That's for damn sure. Galant seems nope. to like at That. Yeah
3: a lot of Derek McKenzie in Florida. I don't think you see any less of Steve Ott. So.
1: One thing, guys, before we move on to around the league or anything else, we didn't really talk about goaltending. Just any thoughts on Howard or Mrazik and what you've seen from them in the past week?
2: Uh, I mean, they've been uh, fine for the team that's been playing in front of them. Uh, I don't know. I guess Howard didn't have a very good game last night against Arizona. I'd probably like him to stop a couple of those goals, but... Um, I don't know. That's far from my biggest concern right now. I mean, I would honestly, I'd be, I'd like to see Marazic play a lot better than he has. Um, I know that he started to pick up some traction there, but then, you know, I mean, it's just to hit so far this season for him has been a disappointment for me. Um, so that's, that's been concerning, but, um, yeah, it's far from a, uh, it's far from a something, you know, Some it's not something I have at the top, at the top of my list right now.
3: Yeah, I think the, the only reason I've got goaltending in the back of my mind is if, if Howard's level of play drops off at any point, this is going to get a lot worse. Oh, yeah. The Wings are still eighth in the league in five-on-five five save percentage. Howard was second in the league heading into the Arizona game with a 937 save percentage if that bottoms out or not even bottoms out, just returns to his career average around like nine eighteen, you know, that the, the, bottom, it's going to get a lot worse. And, and so it, I think the wings are really against the clock. Cause I don't, I don't think Howard's game was sustainable, or at least he was going to be able to do that for an entire season to keep bailing this team out. Mrazik I'm hoping, like you said, Kyle, that, that will, he'll eventually find his game. I'm not super worried about him. He's a 24 year old kid. His first 110 games look better than Carey Price's first 110 games. Yeah. Not saying he'll be Carey Price, but saying let's pump the brakes on people who are saying, oh, should we protect Howard over Mrazek? I think that's just uh, that's an idiot idea. So yeah, uh, uh, Morazic will recover. He'll find his game, and, and things will get better, but he's just got to play his way out of
0: it. You, know, that you mentioned it, Mrazek kind of does look like the Czech version of Carey Price.
3: Like physically. He just needs to settle his movements. And Carey Price was very similar when he came into the NHL. Very aggressive, uh, but struggled yeah. a lot more.
2: Mrazic's rebound control has really damned him so far this season, I think. Oh, has, his glove is...
0: He is not controlled. His glove
3: is very bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: but, uh, yeah two it things. One, it, it cracks me up every time. Because the, the Red Wings have scored like 15 goals in 12 jimmy howard games i think something like that something Mm. ridiculously insultingly stupid uh it does crack me up that every time like he gives up more than one goal i get like a bevy of shit on twitter like oh there's the real jimmy howard showing up like shut up
3: yeah (laughs) i mean you should absolutely appreciate the way he's been able to rediscover his game after last year i think a lot of us including myself thought he was done and his start to the season has been very impressive. And, yeah, the Wings, you know, like you said, J.J., scored 18 goals in 15 games for Howard. I mean, that's just stupid. Like How are you supposed to win a hockey game?
0: You got to shut him out every time. Uh, two, if Ken Holland is really uh, micromanaging the team, then what he ought to be doing is give Mrazik as many starts as he needs to get back into it and kind of start sheltering Howard from this point forward because his... Save percentage is still really good. Uh, I don't think that you really need to do much uh, more showcasing, but try to give him more easy games. Uh, Because I still think that at the point that the Red Wings are at the point where they should be looking to see if they can still move Howard by the deadline. even though Howard has been the, the better goaltender, you might as well do that. Uh, I think that Jared Carrow's got a real future in the NHL. I wouldn't mind him as as the backup. If the Red Wings are going to be fighting and clawing for an eighth seed to play the, well, once you get in, anything can happen bullshit, uh, fine. Prove it without Howard then. Uh, if he's, His value is li- is not likely to increase as the season goes on. And the more you kind of rely on him to keep playing unsustainably well, uh, the more likely it is that that's going to come crashing down and then you're going to be stuck holding the no-returns ticket again. So, uh, yeah, shelter starts and see, you know, kick tires every day.
3: I don't know, JJ, devil's advocate for you. If you trade Howard and you come to the expansion draft and you have to expose a goaltender, do you expose Jared Corral?
1: Yeah, might as well. Yeah. yeah, you're not exposing Mrazek, so.
3: Yeah, I mean you're not exposing Mrazek. It's just if you move Howard, then that means you would probably have to move, or be, you know, be comfortable putting Corot as someone who'd uh, be eligible. I think I think, yeah, probably
0: I think Vegas is going to have enough. Yeah, just exactly. I wouldn't be worried. There's there's going to be the pick of the litter for for Vegas between uh, Mark Andre Fleury, uh, potentially Ben Bishop. Um, although with him being a, a UFA, a pending UFA, that that may turn them off. But I, I don't know if they would pick Jared Caro over those guys or Jared Caro over uh, one of the other unprotected Red Wings, as as far as only being able That's to fair. take one person per team.
1: All right, around the league, I know the Metro Division has won like 50 straight games amongst their top teams there. I'll be honest. I haven't really watched much of the West or any out of town hockey this week since I haven't been at work. Uh, is there anything you guys want to hit on?
3: The Penguins are ridiculous.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, but I, uh, but I will admittedly say I'm really sick about hearing t- about Sidney Crosby. <laughs> you yeah. get it. he is good. He's having what is going to be probably a career year, for, or not a career year, but one of his best and. Okay,
0: let's just – okay, let's move along here. Interesting question for the group in regards to the last day the Red Wings played where we lost to the Coyotes in what may as well have just been a 2-1 to one kind of low-scoring game, uh, although 4-1 to one was not particularly close to that. Would you rather lose like that or would you rather lose like Vancouver lost to Carolina that night uh eight to six um this is a good question and you know what i
2: probably say i would rather lose a game where we i we scored six goals but in actuality if i was on the business end of that loss uh for the canucks if i was a fan i would be like i th- yeah i can't say that that's probably a very satisfying or i i don't know i just that's, i don't know I would rather, I, I mean, in actuality, I would rather just, because last night there was a point where I was like, eh, fuck it. I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter what they do. They just, they're not going to have it tonight. Um, whereas if you're, if you are constantly going up and then g- getting scored on again and then losing the lead and then going out, like, and then at the end of it, you lose by two goals. Like, fuck that. I'm sorry. I don't know. I can't do it.
1: I, I don't know I kind of look at it weirdly two ways. If I was a fan in the stands at the game, I'd probably rather lose 8 to 6 in the sense that like at least I got to see a lot of goals. But from a I want my hockey team to be better and play the correct way and do the right things. It you know, I guess if you're winning 8 to six you'd be like hey well we we're scoring goals we were doing well on offense we just got to tighten things up on the back end and get you know better goaltending where the other way it's like they can't score they gave up goals you know you could argue maybe a couple of those you would want back from Howard maybe at least one I, I don't know maybe losing four to one to the worst team like that is more impactful on changing things
2: yeah, I mean an losing eight, four game, to one, I don't yeah. know. They both yeah, just... losing to the worst team definitely changes the dynamic of it, but I just like <laughs> losing like the way the Canucks lost, I just I I I cringe. I just feel like it, a crazy 8-6 game where it's like back and forth and streaky goals from
1: both sides of, of both teams. You'd be like, that'd be one of those games like, ah, we'll just chalk that one up and throw that one away. Like, that's just an, uh, an anomaly compared to a 4-1 loss or as JJ said, could have been as a 2-1 type thing. I don't know.
3: I'd rather lose the way the Wings lost last night um, simply because from a like a possession standpoint, they were actually, that was probably their, be- that was their best game of the season. Uh, from a five-on-five, like, score-adjusted possession standpoint, they were at about 60%. And if you ran, like, a 1,000 simulations on them, they would win that game about 81% of the time.
1: Well, yeah. games aren't played in a the computer. They're played on hey, a game,
3: All right. <laughs> <laughs> on order, it'll be here shortly. I'll do the next podcast with it. But, uh, you know, they played – they actually played a good game. They should have won that game, you know, eight out of ten times they're going to win that game. I would rather play that way and then know that I'll probably win that game if that happens again. I'm yeah, going
0: go a- to
2: go any If you were to tell me that they were going to be a 60% team at five-on-five five going into that game, I would have been like, oh, God, yeah, that will, will be fine. But I'm, I'm going to go very, any The Red Wings have
0: not been scoring enough goals, and that's – Insane to me. It's annoying as shit. I would rather lose eight to six. You're pretty consist pretty consistently I would rather lose eight to six.
1: Well, I just hope
0: I'd Thursday and eight to six. I don't know, More goals, more fun. I exactly. I just hope
1: Thursday, when I'm at the Kings Wings game, that there it's gonna be eight to six winner losers because I don't want to go to a <laughs> stupid ass one nothing game and be bored out of my mind. Although I am like three rows from the press bro and I'm just gonna heckle the, the beat writers.
0: You're going to get thrown out. Uh, probably. No, we <laughs> lose 8-6 to six to the Kings, and it's because f- five of those goals are scored by Dustin Brown. Ugh. So, no, I, I can't accept that.
1: <laughs> um, all right, positivity corner. <laughs> Kyle,
2: <laughs> Good you're first. I am positively sure that the Red Wings will win at uh one game in the next six one in the next six next six games
1: home <laughs> versus the kings home versus anaheim at carolina at tampa at florida home versus buffalo i'm confident actually
2: i'm confident they they might not
1: <laughs> no they, they could be buffalo at home maybe
2: i don't think so florida no, um no they'll, but win, for real. they'll,
1: they'll win thursday
2: my positivity corner will go to the Griffins. They are playing really good hockey right now.
1: I'm going to extend that into Bob Kayser, who he called his yes. next nice game. In the been, yeah, he really Bob, did. Yeah,
2: Bob has been fantastic. And
1: I, it's not that I dislike Matt Shepard. He was put in a tough position last minute. But when like every goal
0: sounds like they just won the Stanley Cup, he gets a little too excited. Shepard's player pronunciations are annoying me.
2: Caser also can get a little out of hand with his goal with his goal of calls, but he uh,
0: he only had one of them.
1: <laughs> I
2: know, he only had, he only had one, um, but he uh, he's done a fantastic job and props to him because he's doing both the Griffins and the Red Wings. He, uh, you know when he was with ninety seven one doing the radio calls for Ken Cal, he was going back and forth. So he's going to be doing that if he keeps uh, keeps on keeping on with FSD, which I assume. I I don't assume I, Ken Daniels will be back anytime soon, and he shouldn't. He should take as much time as
0: humanly I said possible. said he was going to miss three games. Yeah, really? That's it? No, I didn't. I yeah. guess I missed that. Kayser's, um like innocent exasperation with how shitty the game was going for the Red Wings in the third period uh, was was really refreshing. Like I really enjoyed that. Like he was, yeah. It's like he was calling the game specifically for me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like
2: low-key just like oh like finds a really good way to say jesus this sucks
0: yeah like you expect him um, at some point to just like pull off his headset and go oh, fuck it <laughs> <laughs> actually i thought mickey was going to do
2: that at one point <laughs> he was getting really aggravated with the team and i liked that even after the game they were talking like Mickey was just like I got nothing man. I have no idea what to say to you guys. <laughs> All right, you got you got any more
1: positivity Kyle? No. No. All right, Prashanth, what do you got? What are you positive about?
3: Hey, I'm going to keep pumping Athens' tires. I don't know what he's doing, but every time he's on the ice, he makes something happen. He scores goals. He's got I mean, I don't know how he's doing it. I I don't know, but he's well, just a goal machine. He honestly reminds me of like a young Thomas Vanek in that perspective. Like, I think he has that type of potential.
2: Vanek was never that fast though.
3: Vanek was not that fast, but just the ability to just continually find a way to score goals when you probably should not score goals. I, like, I don't know what he does, but he's got like 14 goals in 50 career games now, despite playing like 350 minutes. Like, that's stupid. Yeah.
2: And he's playing with Steve Ott right now. Right,
3: like Steve Ott and Drew Miller are his line mates. Like, what do you want him to do? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, he's instant offense. I'd love that.
2: Yeah, I like him too.
0: He's great. JJ? I am, once again, thankful for the people at WIM sharing... Um, a time that is not as much fun to watch the Red Wings. You guys still, you guys and girls, uh, still make it uh, enjoyable. Um, like in the the post game yesterday, the the, the jokes in the rankum. Just I, I appreciate the levity that helps that helps pull us out of that. Um, on the ice, I am going to go with uh, Gustav Nyquist. Really does seem like he's on the precipice of starting to score a lot of goals. Um, he's only on I know, for 11. And I know that we've, we've beaten the horse to death. That like, Oh, I well, got an assist. So it doesn't even count. Cause the assists aren't worth anything. <laughs> um, but I really liked the way he was hustling in, in the Arizona game. Uh, obviously they didn't get the, the results they wanted, but that line, um, I, I thought that, that Nike was, was really the one churning most of that line. Um, not to take not to take anything away from from Athens, and Vanek because they they were really good too. But uh, most of the time, I was noticing a forward on that line. I was noticing it was the hard work of of Mike getting his motor running.
3: Yeah, I tweeted at Helen today, but she never tweeted me back. I figured as much. She wouldn't engage with me, but well, she didn't did with did anybody
1: you, else. Did you call her Helen?
3: Oh, I know. I <laughs> Helen. You
1: look like a Helen because she 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 hates that.
0: Yeah, she's
3: pretty. Yeah, I don't I don't even care. Uh, I was just so mad. Uh, like she's just continuing this stupid parade against Nyquist and Tatar. same way she did it against <laughs> Philpola. She <laughs> hates those guys. Yeah,
2: she really does like it is like it's worse than it's worse than Philpola, like it's worse than that
3: now what's what's worse?
1: A digger not calling out anyone ever or calling out the wrong players
2: or just continuously calling out the, like that like the it's cuz like our, our old complaints used to be that they never
1: criticized yeah. ever about anything and she's actually criticizing something it's just not correct
2: she's criticizing players who are just going through our uh, like she's like m- making it out to where like they're like the villain in all of this <laughs> like, <laughs> they are, so, they are the villain
3: article she's written has a, a shot at Nyquist or Tatar? Even her article today had a shot at Nyquist and Tatar. I was like, how do you find ways to include this?
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. If Blashell gets canned, she's going to be the first one. Is like, Coach Killer Nyquist did this. <laughs> Probably yeah. Nike, the Coach Killer, because Tatar quit on him. Yep. God damn! I don't know. It cracks me up. I, the answer to the question is: I would rather have a, a digger that's always. So like Brendan Savage always uh, sunshine and rainbows, um, and like oh Steve Ott really turned the momentum of the game that we lost around. The end <laughs> yeah.
3: of
0: the period. Um, <laughs> then I I don't know. Like I said, it's it's hilarious to me. So I I don't know, but you know there are people out there that that really take her as as gospel. And oh yeah, look at her look at her mentions on Twitter. I mean.
2: It it's ridiculous. She's brainwashing people.
0: <laughs> in fairness, I probably have a lot of the people in her mentions muted. Oh, probably. I uh also, uh
2: I miss the old con. I miss, I old, con. I, I I miss old con. I miss old con when I'm he blocked, didn't, so. when he when he was just a robot and he didn't block us. <laughs> I miss that. I really I, do. Yeah, My before actual, you grow
0: personality.
2: He was good, like and now it's just like, oh, we got Krupa, who is just ugh, whatever. <laughs> my my actual goal on Thursday is to uh, meet Khan. So, well, don't look for don't look for much conversation there.
3: Hey, Kyle, you can come hang out with me and Krupa right before the game starts on on Saturday.
2: What are you guys doing?
3: I don't know. Yes. He, he wanted to meet up before the game starts. So we're meeting up uh, Saturday, like as soon as the gates open. Okay. You should
0: bring a a large trench coat and then and put him on your shoulders and sneak into the press box. Him.
2: <laughs> put him on your shoulders.
0: Yeah, because if if you go the other way around, they won't let jump in. Yeah, but you still have like, a press pass, so. Just me, Greg Grupa, suddenly <laughs> taller.
3: I don't even know how tall he is in in person, so it's gonna be interesting.
0: Oh my god,
2: I love it.
3: It's gonna be fun.
1: all right anything anything else we're positive about i don't know jeff what are you positive about oh uh, i was gonna say nyquist but since jj said that uh i'm positive and happy that matt stafford has a custom glove on his throwing hand and it looks like he's gonna be okay (laughs) all right so uh (laughs) that's a good positive thing i like it. we we should do reader questions jj will you deliver us the questions from the readers
0: why, yes, Jeff, I am ready for reader questions. What a great uh, transition to me that was. Uh, starting off, All James just says, Why? It's a great question. Why not both? Got five recs, too. People really love that question.
2: Uh, because, just because, yeah. Ah, uh, that's because you touch yourself at
0: night and or during the day, day, whenever you want. Uh, Setting expectations, can we do a kid line of Larkin, Mantha, and Athanasiu? In Grand Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct answer, yes.
2: No, it probably wouldn't even happen there.
0: I mean, we can. Was, like, We cannot play Steve Ott ever. We could put Ryan Sproul back in the lineup. We I just think, don't. I think things might get dark
1: enough that that could actually happen at some point. When they get shut out for like three straight games coming up.
2: Oh, this is negativity corner with me. radio. Yeah. I think there, there's a stretch after they go
1: on the road for 10 of 11, and that includes the Centennial Classic and a California trip, and you go to Chicago. They come home, and they have three games in five nights against um, Pittsburgh, Boston, and Montreal. I don't know if that's the correct order, and they're going to get shut out in all three of those games. And then the game after that, we'll see the kid line. It's oddly specific, but that's when you'll know.
0: Uh, you're wrong because all three of them will be injured during that stretch. Uh-oh. Oh.
3: As long as I'm injured
0: tomorrow,
1: <laughs> Thursday. Smith will be back though, right? Yeah. Soon. He will have been
0: traded by then.
2: Yawn.
1: Um, well, when Smith gets traded, you have to buy me a, a jersey of him from his new team. No.
0: Uh, I can't that commit to that. No, huh? I I can't commit to that. Graham can do it. There we go. <laughs> Uh, David asks, how much does defense hurt the team in transition and eventually in scoring? I'm gonna throw this to Prashanth first.
3: Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Cause depends how you want to evaluate defense. Cause from like a shots against from a goals against from expected goals against the wings really aren't that bad. Um, when you look at what's coming this way, but I, I would argue that defense hurts the wings in the sense that their defensemen do such a poor job of transitioning out of their own zone. Um, and it's not necessarily that they fail to um, get the puck out of the zone. It's that they don't get the puck out of the zone consistently with possession. And I think that's one of the reasons why the wings generate the fewest shot attempts to get or the shot attempts for in the NHL is just because they don't get the puck up to their forwards um, with possession to be able to do anything. So I think from an offensive perspective, the defense hurts this team.
2: Right Anybody else? Uh, I think I, that yeah. I can't say it better than that. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the defense plays slow. Uh, it, everything else is slow, so yes,
0: it does hurt.
1: It hurts. The thing I'll add to it. that
0: is that I think that uh, when they are set up in the offensive zone, they are also uh, too static at the the tops of the zone. Um, yeah. Not the the Carl Wallie and, and Given and goes that we like to see. Um, it seemed like every time the Red Wings were going back up to the top of the zone to, to kind of reset the the forecheck or the cycle or, to, you know, maybe actually try to get a shot on goal, uh, it was always Brian Lashoff up there. And that's just, that's awful. It was like Diarrhea. a where they would like go up to there, oh, there's, we're going to pass it back to the defense and maybe we'll get a shot on goal. And there's like, oh, shit, nope, Kyle Quincy. When you're <laughs> sitting on a ladder and
2: you feel something splatter, Red Wings hockey. Red Wings hockey.
0: Lancerman wants us to match the following characters with the appropriate Red Wings player. Ooh. Who? Who is our Luke Skywalker?
1: Uh, I mean, would it be Larkin? Yeah, he it's, save it's,
0: us. Larkin. it's Larkin. Dylan Larkin. Okay. Han Solo.
1: Anthony, C. U.
2: Zetterberg.
0: Zetterberg.
3: Zetterberg, yeah.
0: The veteran. Huh. Yeah. Princess Leia. <laughs> uh,
2: Drew Miller. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, so who is... In love with Zetterberg, uh, then I'll go ahead and say, funnel yeah. It's Manta.
1: Manta? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super duper, like young and hot and likes to fight. Yeah, that's Princess Leia. Uh, Chewbacca,
1: he got... trust no, because Chewbacca is trusty and reliable. Sidekick,
3: I was just gonna, <laughs> it's fine. Ooh,
1: well done. That's
2: good. Thank you. So uh, if it, who's if if solo is Zetterberg, Nyquist,
3: Jimmy Howard, <laughs> Nyquist.
2: Oh, it's Nyquist. Well, well, no, Tatar. I'm sorry, Tatar. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't, Vanek, like it's back.
2: Vanek. Yeah. It's Vanek. It's
0: Vanek. Who's Orlando Lando Calrissian? Ooh, Wait, charismatic.
2: Chewbacca. Who's Chewbacca? it Vanek. Vanek Chewbacca. Sure. Who cares? Okay. Uh, for Lando. Um, yeah. I don't
0: know. Someone. Mm, Mike Green. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. Oh, there you go. Uh, Boba Fett.
1: Um, Mysterious bounty hunter. People like him more than they should.
0: Steve Ott.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a little cruel to Boba Fett, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Darth Vader. Oh. Ken Holland. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. You nailed it. So uh, we already used Steve Ott, so who's the Ewok? Cute, lovable little teddy bear.
3: Drew that's Miller.
0: Miller yeah. That's Yuri Hudler. Uh, 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 he's not
2: on the team anymore. Um yeah, that's that's good. I would say uh as a sidebar, um Jeff Blashell is Darth Maul because he doesn't last very long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. Uh the next one is uh Dengar. Um only real nerds know this one. Yeah, I don't know who that is, so yeah, I'm
3: not a real that's- nerd.
0: Kyle Chris He's one of the bounty hunters.
3: Um,
0: <laughs> and Jabba the Hutt. Uh, Jimmy Howard. <laughs> sure, I guess. He seems like the fattest Red Wing,
3: doesn't he? Um, I mean, Ob- I would have with Steve f- Ott, right? but. <laughs> Steve, Rock- Steve it's just Steve all Bob. the bad characters. Steve Ott
2: could easily be all of them. Yeah, all the
1: bad characters. <laughs> yeah, no, Steve Ott is like just a random stormtrooper who just gets shot easily. I don't
0: know. No, Riley Shane is a stormtrooper. Yeah. Until he hits the target, at least.
1: Because <laughs> oh, they always miss. Ah, uh, well done. Yeah, okay. there we go. I got you.
0: Charger? Uh, I, I don't know. Think... No, it's. Steve just... Charger. It's... Yeah, it's Steve Hyde oh, also a charger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's multifaceted.
3: <laughs> I'm <laughs> He's like.
0: A, G, I can miss the ability. Pro- what? Get nothing. Go us <laughs> question right, so would you rather Kenny Ooh. is out today replaced by Ryan Martin but Blashill is head as coach for the next four years guaranteed or Blashill is out today replaced by Chelios uh, but Kenny is GM for the next four let's like not say Chelios let's say a different coach a coach that you really like but Kenny is GM for the next four years guaranteed I think I gotta say I, I oh god because I don't like I Ryan know, Martin
1: I've heard bad things about Ryan Martin I don't
2: like Ryan Martin um that he'd be worse than Holland. I, I don't know if I could do another four years of Ken Holland, honestly.
3: I can't do four years of Ken Holland. And I can't do it, yeah. I'd have to have Holland
2: out. Yeah, that would be my choice. I would just take it for the sake of change, and it could be a disaster, but I'll just take it.
3: I don't know how it could get worse.
2: Uh, I think it could get very much worse, but it. yeah, I mean, it's still pretty bad right now. So yeah, just give me I Holland out.
0: Right on. I um I don't have anything to add, so good okay. job. Grandmoth Larkin wants to know what's up with the power play. Powerless. It's, it's down. Actually. It's not up. So what's uh, the video review of it?
3: So we'll see.
0: I mean they they don't enter the zone, they don't pass, there's not enough movement, there's problem. not enough How about that last night
2: on Fox Sports Detroit after the game he said and he actually brought up the fact that they can't get in the zone and they can't they can't enter the zone properly and and they can't did what did he then volunteer to take himself off the power play no he did not Jeff. um but he should have, I guess. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he did bring up zone entries as a big problem. With,
3: with it's it. really not hard. Have one unit have Larkin. The other unit has Athena Seer. Nobody is catching either of them. They make one move and they're in the zone. It's not hard.
2: Or have Nyquist. I mean, Nyquist can carry in really well, <laughs> Nyquist's is
3: also very capable uh, in his own right of entering. Tatar is, too. Yeah. Or drop And the puck ends up on Conwell's sticks So I don't know.
2: Yeah, no more drop yeah, no more of that lazy neutral zone drop pass right at center ice, God just murder me when that happens.
0: That does seem to be some of the thing that the uh, opposing PKs are keying in on is that they seem like they are intentionally forcing the Red Wings to try to uh, make sure they're entering the zone with uh like Riley Sheehan. Yeah. Who's not good at being the you don't want him to be the zone entry guy.
3: They don't want him um, on the power play.
0: Yeah, that too. I also think that I don't remember the last time Henrik Zetterberg scored from the top of the right circle. Like, that's his office. Uh, I don't remember the last time he directly uh, assisted on a goal from right there either. Honestly, I'd change things drastically. Like, get him, make him play the the net front role or something. If that's you have what to have
3: him on the get a modified just, net front.
0: Yeah. The side-to-side, side, basically the, the tips of the of the trapezoid. Um, get him down there where he can still use – because he's still very good at protecting the puck using his body and, and getting the pucks. And his shot from the top of the circle just is not dangerous anymore. So get him out of
3: there. I 100% agree. Get him down – like, look where Crosby plays. I think he could play a Crosby type role. Crosby plays literally right next to the side of the net on a power play. He could do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Agreed. That.
3: That'd probably be pretty
0: sweet. Okay, uh, what will it take for Sproul to get another shot over Lashoff?
3: Lashoff Compared hurts. To him, the me. Just- I don't know, next
1: game? Sure. I don't
0: know,
3: Lashoff's been terrible.
0: Yeah. He's uh, not- uh, PayPal me $100 and I'll make sure it happens.
2: Actually, it probably will happen the next game because Marchenko's probably hurt. Nah, Erickson will be back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Whatever. Yep. Uh, then the answer is it, nothing. He's here to stay forever.
0: Uh, I'll take this one. Uh, the next one Big Tex D304 just wants to know what's the waiver exemption countdown for Athanasio and Mantha? Uh, they are both waiver eligible next year, regardless of how many games they play. But somehow, if Athanasius finds a way to play 102 more games this season, he will reach waiver eligibility. Or if somehow Manta finds a way to play 135 games this season, uh, he will reach waiver eligibility before next year. So anything, anything. uh, We do have that if you go into the library top section on our website, uh, reference links and documents. There's actually a a link to that. A cap friendly also has a waiver calculator. That is uh, super easy to use. So, utilize. What? Utilize your tool. Sorry, it caught me right mid yeah. <laughs> Uh, Let's see. Swear on Stack Occupy Pucks wants to know if our passing is slow and deliberate because they're trying to run set plays all the time. Uh, maybe. I, I, mean, I Yeah. Don't know. I think it's. The, I think if you're running
2: set plays, you're probably you would be running a little bit quicker, don't you think? But I don't know.
3: It certainly doesn't look like they're trying to run a set play because nobody's moving anywhere.
2: Right. Yeah, I don't know. They. Uh, they. It, I think they just. They're just. They're thinking too much, and
0: they're not good. They're just not that good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go back to the, I don't think they're practicing fast enough. And so just everything is too slow. Yeah, FNG wants to know, what are your opinions of fans who boo at games? Jeff, I'll start with you. Uh, you pay money to go to the game? You can boo.
1: Do what you want. I mean, within the like decency rules, You know, don't throw right. shit on the ice. Don't hit people. But yeah, boo. I'm going to boo when they lose 8-6. to six. Uh, Thursday. <laughs> so after blowing a five-two lead, <laughs> I mean, I might be turning around and booing at the beat writers, but I will be booing nonetheless. There will be booing. Maybe maybe Holland will be sitting near me, and I can boo him. Um, I yeah. Uh, the only thing boo- I always thought, sorry, when it's people okay. booed like Hoso when he came back, like that stuff's stupid.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you have to have... That's how I look at it. Uh, booing is a part of the game. It's part of the experience. But uh, being an asshole about it is... No, like, if you're booing P.K. Subban, fuck off. I mean, if you're booing, like, Claude Lemieux, I mean, that's cool. But are you... I mean, if you're booing P.K. Subban because he just scored a goal against you,
1: all right, fine. But if you're just booing him to boo him... That's,
2: well, yeah. Like, I, I Yeah, if you're just booing a player with no history in the city just to do it, then don't do that. Like, I understand why they boo P.K. Subban in uh, Ottawa, because it's just what they, or uh, Boston, they do it in both. That's um, just what they do. I booed Steve uh, Ott in New Jersey. That's fine. I, that, <laughs> that's that's fine.
3: I think that's okay. Yeah, that's fine.
2: But yeah, it's a part of the game. Like, it's it's part of, like, the game experience, booing. For sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have no issues with fans booing. You paid money to go as long as you stay within the rules of the arena and, like Jeff said, don't throw crap on the ice. Cool yeah. away.
0: Yep. I, it's not for me,
1: but... Um... See, I'm a wrestling fan, so like, I like booing and cheering and if we could, you know, asshole, asshole, or, you know, suck it, whatever. Like, let's make up cool chance at hockey games. Let's do it. <laughs> asshole and suck it. Yeah, it <laughs> a cool chance.
0: As as pro cursing as I am, I'm I'm anti asshole. Chance at hockey games because that's one of those think about the kids kind of thing for me. Ah, eh, screw the kids. I don't like cursing in front of children.
1: Ah, eh, whatever. Hey. <laughs> They're gonna grow up and different, swear eventually. Different strokes, different folks. It well, is it's because you're old with I'm, kids, and I'm a young kid myself. Old
0: bus enjoy I did get yelled at the other day for uh, screaming an obscenity in traffic. <laughs> so. but no yeah boo if you want to it's like I I will almost certainly be annoyed with booing for various reasons I thought the booing in the, the Arizona game was justified and I was kind of sad yeah. louder um, it's because no one was there yeah exactly 80% of booing is going to annoy me but that's my problem not yours so boo if you want to if boo a problem, then I'll, there you go uh, Mikey Likey Hockey, is it time for Blaschill to retire the Line Blender? Would, we, would we be we be better off if everyone had a set role and that was that? Or is he finally going to find a magic combination of Hockey Superconductors by continuing to jumble everyone together? I mean, Line Blenders are a part of the game at this
2: point. So, I mean, if, the, if we didn't have the Line Blender right now and we were stuck with the lines that we have, I'd be fucking pissed. But, I mean... The lime blenders, what gave us uh, Anthony Mantha on, a, a sh- on the bench? So I don't know. I don't like your question. And like, it,
1: it's just a, I look at it as you 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 go with it till it doesn't work anymore. Tatara Mantha, and Zetterberg are working, and you just let them go. And well, they're hot and they're running, you know, crushing it. And if they start stalling out for like five, six straight games, then okay, maybe you blend some things. But as long as it doesn't include Mantha getting benched, going to Grand Rapids, or playing with Steve Ott and Drew Miller. There you go.
3: I think the problem I have with the line blender is, like you said, Jeff, the line blender comes out when you when you decide that your lines are no longer working. The problem is I disagree so much with Jeff Blasio's definition of working. Um, no reason at any point to break up the zetterberg guitar mantha line. Like That line's been fantastic. There's no reason to split up that line. Uh, they were never your problem. Uh, if you're trying to generate offense, maybe don't put Glenn Denning in the top six. I don't know. That's probably, but the line blender needs to actually have actual results that you're looking at and metrics that you're paying attention to. Not just, oh crap, they haven't scored a goal for me in the last three minutes. I'm going to change my lines.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know necessarily about retiring it, but I might turn it down to a setting below puree. Um, I it's, we it, it's kind of hard to say. Keep blending the lines. Jeff Blashell while also saying, "Why does it look like these players just met yesterday?" Because um, <laughs> I I think that they there might be a little bit more than coincidence to those two things. So yeah, slow it the hell down. Give recognize when a line is working. Recognize that that there. Sh- maybe should be a a reason for keeping three players for a specific role even though I don't necessarily think that the whole piano mover plus the sniper plus the playmaker uh, necessarily needs the piano mover in most cases but still Tatar, Manta and, and Zitterberg was working, don't break them up stop sending Larkin down to the fourth line for no good reason um and see if these guys can work out those little timing issues a little bit better when they know more about where exactly their line mates are going to be. Chai Wings guy wants to know, what do you imagine a lurking Glendenning Sheehan household household look- being like?
1: Oh, I bet Sheehan's part of the household is pretty quiet because he can't score.
3: <laughs>
2: uh-huh. <laughs> the mattress um, is 14. I'm sure, uh, actually, they're, uh, that on instagram there's a picture of it uh i think while Enning was doing like a uh an interview or something and it was actually like it looked like it was decorated for the holidays by like a like a, a family like an actual like a fam a wife a husband uh and like four kids
1: well that's because larkin's mom probably came over and decorated maybe i don't know but I feel yeah. like Glenn Denning probably works really hard and like cleans the dishes and vacuums. And...
0: From what yeah, I <laughs> definitely the leader of the house. Yeah. From
2: what I've gathered, it's uh, actually they're they're actually a couple, a few responsible uh, individuals. So they all seem like neat freaks.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't Shane have like
1: 50 dogs or something? He has two. He likes dogs. That's pretty close. It. I like dogs.
0: Like They all get together and, like, hey, we're going to invite Tatar over, but everybody's got to make sure that we pick up after him.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. invite Tatar over. Yeah, me neither. He's going to get him thrown out.
3: Yeah,
2: He's just going to play dubstep really loud and, like, walk around with his shirt off. Let's play Xbox!
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I want to watch that sitcom now. Uh, let's see. Howard Marzick trading at the deadline questions. We, eh, we did that already. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Limit Fan 66. It kind of seems like the problems and possible solutions have been talked to death. Thank you for pointing that out because we really have done that. And we appreciate that you recognize that. So the next important topic, I think, is what are your views on soy bacon and its place? Oh, wait,
1: hold on. What is
0: that? <laughs> and bacon, bacon. Is Basically. it, like, vegetarian
1: bacon or
2: something? Yeah, no. Well, uh, yeah, obviously, it's bacon bacon. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's soy-based bacon. It's, like, soy cheese. It's garbage. It's awful. No, I want it away No,
1: no, never, soy. ever, ever, ever. Why would you do that? Ever, ever.
2: Because people are nuts. Like, I don't know. No.
0: Listen, honestly, it, the only time in my life I ever want to hear soy bacon... Is if Mexican like, bacon has come to life and it's right me like what if, it is. if you were
3: selling <laughs> yeah. bacon like that's that's the only time I want to hear that.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Like literally, egg. a pile of of bacon has come to life in Guadalajara, and it's like, what am I? Soy bacon? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Next. Yeah, Copper City Wing uh, follows it up with, "Is Canadian bacon bacon? No, it's ham. It's ham."
1: It's him. Hey, Yeah, it's him. stupid Graham. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, fuck you, Graham. <laughs> not here to defend your dumb country's inferior bacon. Or whatever. It, maybe that's mean. why I moved to the States. Somebody asked about cottage bacon. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what that, that is. is. I don't either. I know no. like yeah. Deltoids or port shoulder, leaner than the belly, but not as dense as the back strap. Okay. It's you're getting it's getting way too like complicated. No, that's not bacon. Point. Just regular bacon. That's just pork. That suit for Prime Overlord. The other day I passed a billboard for a car dealership and I could have sworn it said the pickup was an everydayer. So naturally in my mind, I put Mike Babcock's face on the billboard and laughed to myself for about five minutes. Good call there. What should current members of this organization be selling on billboards?
3: Crack. <laughs> oh,
2: I, I, I don't know. Hope. Hope is not a strategy. Perfect. I know, but you know what? <laughs>
0: God damn it, Jeff. Uh, shit, I don't know. There's, there's some really clever answers out there. that I just, They're escaping me. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, somebody has written in tanks. They should be selling tanks. On billboards. Because that's what people buy on billboards. I don't know. Like I only ever see ads for emergency rooms and lawyers. So,
3: Emergency room would not be a bad thing for this team to invest in.
0: Steve Ott selling both of those things.
1: Well, yes. he could, he would be a great investment for him because he would send you there,
0: and then need a lawyer.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, We've fizzled the shit out of this question. We're just gonna move on. Toss yeah. it. I'm, I'm sorry we screwed up this question. Dotsuk, for Prime Primarola. That was a good question, and we just we didn't come out prepared. Uh, that's leadership's fault, um, and I'm part of leadership, so I'm I'm sorry. It's also my fault too, yeah, because I'm part of leadership. I, I don't say, read the yeah,
2: questions yeah. beforehand, so
0: I
3: like to. Be but surprised. we did some good things, guys. We did some genuine good answers. Yeah,
0: yeah, we did some. Good In the things. last ten podcasts, I, I got to say we've we've done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> done a better job than the Red Wings. <laughs> our, our sizzle says, please describe why the Red Wings' faults are still entirely being caused by Fat Pat Firstweiler. <laughs> Fat, fat
1: Pershweiler, <laughs>
3: I don't know.
2: I think it should just stay Fat Pershweiler going forward. <laughs> no, like, why are we still talking about him? I just like
3: that's the first time I've heard his name this year. He was on the it, bench. Is that's he always? On the bench? I
1: said
2: it. That's why I'm still bad at it. No, he's <laughs> up at the box. He was um, there the other
1: day. He was the bald guy on the bench, right? Am I crazy? Did no, see him the, the other
2: day? night? No, Buddha. Not no, no it wasn't. I know what it looks defense like. Ball. Oh yeah, you you, you would because <laughs> you're Jeff a Bruce No, yeah, that was Blashill.
1: <laughs> no, he was on the bench during the Coyotes f- f- game. Whatever, it doesn't matter. F-
0: screw this That's question. Right. I want to talk about him. <laughs> All right. Uh, bus number thirteen. This is a really good question. Uh, estimate your level of homerness. You can't just be one hundred percent objective and remain a fan of the Red Wings. I agree with that. What is the share of your homerness? Okay, so can like, what do you mean? Like well, how, how much you, the home how are you like how how much are you willing to like like and be nice to other teams? Sixty-nine um, percent. Versus... Nice. I mean, versus, this is like how much the Red Wings just never do anything. Like, obviously, you can criticize the Red Wings, but like the refs are always out to get them, and it's never oh. the fault of it's never yeah. the credit of the other team. It's always the the Red yeah. Wings' fault. Failing. I would
1: say twenty-six percent.
0: I will I've, say
2: this. If The, the older Red I've Wings, gotten,
1: the less homer I've if gotten. If the
2: Red Wings assume, like, if they come out and say, hey, we're going to tank for the next three to four, five years to rebuild the team, I'm going to be pissed off. And I'm also going to not never be the fan that uh, when you're tanking or you should be bad, uh, cheers for them to get scored on. I will always cheer for them to score. It doesn't matter the state of the team. I will always get mad when another team scores on us. Uh so that's just me. I will never cheer for them to be bad. That's yeah, I won't do that.
3: Yeah, I'll never cheer for them to be bad. I'd put my I've had to well, tone down my homerism over the last year or so, but I would still say I'm fairly homer and that I don't really give a shit about our teams.
1: I don't either. I, I, I mean, I don't cheer for the wings to be bad, but it doesn't mean I'm a homer or not a homer. Or I, I don't. I don't know what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, I don't mind them losing productively. I will still say I'm seventy percent homer. See, like, uh, I don't. I don't blame the
1: refs and all that kind of stuff. It's not every move they make is like woo. Like I, I would say all of us are fairly critical of this team. It's not we don't just look look at things with blinders on and every move they make is great. Like I think you guys are less homer than you think.
0: I don't blame the refs, but I allow myself to get uh, irrationally angry with the refs. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. I love to make fun of other teams. Like, even if, like, yeah, uh, the those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Like, oh, how can you make fun of this team? The Red Wings aren't any better. It's like, because fuck your team. That's yeah, easy. That's <laughs> the point of sports, yeah. Kiss my ass. I don't care if my team isn't any better. Your team sucks at this, too. So, haha you suck for liking that team that isn't my team it's the I just also I guess I live in a city full of
1: super homers and I see it and I'm just kind of annoyed by it so I try not to act like them
0: sure I'm still more homer than non homer and proud of that Uh, let's see Bus13 also wants to know, essentially, role of coach, many want Blash's head on a pike or a stick. After all, it's the players that win games. Yes, lines and deployment, line matching, but it feels like Blash is powerless no matter what he does. Do you believe a role of coach is grossly overemphasized?
3: This is actually a really good question. Um, I've had this discussion before where people say that we overemphasize coaching. I'm still not entirely in that bucket because I think we don't understand how much structure is implemented in off seasons with these players. Um, Because like the whole goal of structures is to basically reorient a player to say, when you're in this position, do this. And I still don't have a great grasp of understanding how much NHL coaches push that structure as opposed to allowing some creativity and freedom within it. um, Or if it's more player specific. So Uh, you know, this going back to what I said earlier, I don't think coaching alone moves this team anywhere higher than the eight seed um, from a talent perspective. But at the same time, I don't think you can entirely dismiss coaching's effects on the play of this team. I do think there is a role for coaching. I just think it's probably a little less than is generally accepted.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and I don't have anything to add, and neither do you guys, because we're going to speed this up a little bit. We are dragging a little bit. Copper City Wings uh, talks about proprietary analytics. We actually had a discussion with this. We we talked about it a lot on Twitter, honestly. Uh, Blash has alluded to internal analytics shaping decisions and wondering if bad info is his problem. Do we know if they're using a marketed package from a consulting firm or are they making up their own shit? We actually don't know that. So i all into that piece. Uh, there was a there a great, great discussion on this topic on the Biscuits podcast. Okay. Uh, summary analytics. Summary analytics. Folks have gone into business selling their ideas to teams, but keeping their methodology private, which also means that their techniques have been haven't been vetted by their in a peer review or public forum. This could lead a team to make horrible usage and roster decisions while using analytics. Uh, basically, is that the problem? Uh, are the Red Wings? Do we feel the Red Wings are are buying snake oil analytics? Yeah. Uh, yes. If they're not, not Prashant. Yes.
3: I, I fully. Yeah. And there was actually a kind of a bombshell uh, report the other day that is still technically unverified, so no one's really certain if it happened. But where a uh, coach actually asked one of the big group staff stat leads to. Alter their data to make a player look good. Uh, And that was a bombshell that came out where actually I think it was Mike Gillis in Vancouver or Jim Benning in Vancouver. One of those GMs out there asked stat leads to manipulate data to make a player look good that they were about to either trade for. I think it was for Eric Goodbranson, actually. Um, There's. And, you know, between stat leads, SportLogic, again, it's a black box. Whether they've peer-reviewed their data, whether they've tested it, none of us know that. They haven't demonstrated any sort of predictiveness with any of the numbers they throw out there. Um, You know, Chris Boyle with goaltending, he's another black box guy. He says he's tracked hundreds of thousands of minutes. And great if he has, but it also doesn't make any sense. Um, You know, is – public forum the only way you have to go no it's not but you can still demonstrate predictiveness with your metrics without giving away what you've done um like if you look at dtm about heart's expected goals model he put out the predictiveness without releasing the equation of the model um and he demonstrated predictiveness uh with his expected goals model and that's why that's the best accepted predictive uh predictor for hockey right now um I think the Wings are buying snake oil, especially when they're talking about things like scoring chances and end zone possession time. None of that's been demonstrated to correlate to future goals and future winning. So I don't know what they're buying, but whatever it is, they're not buying something that's worthwhile.
0: Yeah, I think the relationship ultimately has to be that they are paying uh, black box because you are not going to get a a better result than... I mean, you shouldn't get a better result than average if you're using all of the public peer-reviewed stuff that people are paying a lot of attention to. Um, so you have to go with black box, but if the black box is not giving you better information, like if, if you're going with... You, you, have to, you have to gamble that way you're buying a snake oil. Um, but the public peer review stuff uh, really ought to be giving you a really... A, much better hint like and it doesn't feel like the Red Wings are doing that because the public stuff we know they're not living up to that so if they at all feel that what they've gone after is, is based on the the proprietary stats that they've got then it's, it's failing
3: yeah and, I mean I, I completely agree with that um, and there's projects out there that are going to give a lot of great information like Ryan Stimson and I have the checking project that we're running right now. That that's getting phenomenal data, and there's going to be a lot of cool public things coming in the next little bit. I hope the wings would start to entertain some of that stuff and start moving away from some of these snake oil things that it looks like they're subscribing to.
1: Quite frankly, the Ei tests makes it look like they suck. So <laughs> that's,
0: that's true. Yeah, oh, I tell- too too far into the weeds there. Kyle, you're Uh, back. What happened? Yeah, he he lost his Wi-Fi.
2: Yeah, something happened. Okay.
0: Next question. All right. Let's Uh, crush it. Let's see. Baby Larks, we already talked about that. E N S R W. we already talked about that. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa's Ghost, great question, and there's only, like, two more left. So, if you could only keep one of Larkin, Manta, and Athanasiu, and one of Sproul, Marchenko, and Willett on the team for the next ten years and lose the others immediately, which forward and which blue liner would you keep? Larkin. I'm going to take yeah, I'm
2: going to take Larkin, and I'll take, um, I think, probably, I don't know. Either one, either Ouellette or Spruill, I think, are pretty much neck and neck for me. But I guess I'll lean Sproul.
1: I don't like it. Sproul I feel, has the highest upside. But I feel like Marchenko could just have a solid third pair career for the next 10 years, and you wouldn't have to worry about that position. But maybe it's a second pair. I don't know.
3: Smith. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking Larkin and Sprawl.
0: I think Larkin and Sprawl is the easy answer. Uh, Larkin's got way more upside than Manthin <laughs> and CU. Uh, and yeah, Sprawl is the same way. I th- think that uh, even if Sprawl does fizzle out, because you don't want to like, oh, we don't have to worry about the third pair. Uh, that's You should never have to worry about like solidifying the third pair for the next 10 years use the third pair for, for whatever you need to. Uh, no, Sproul will be uh, better than that, and he, he will also always have more trade value because he's a large North American boy. JW7 finishes off with, do you, any of you watch the Netflix show Narcos?
1: No. Yes. No. Is lead that into the, the one? Question. You do watch it, Kyle? With...
0: Okay. Yeah. Is it okay with the whim Crew that Kyle Moonlights is the main DEA agent on that show? I've never seen the Narcos actor and Kyle in the same room before, so I can only assume Kyle is, in fact, the actor. So, like me? Oh, what do you, yes, I think you are. You look like him. That act, sure. I, I had it looked up earlier, and I must have closed that tab. The one no, with I the mustache. The, actor, the what? The one with the mustache, the main DEA agent. Yes. I, I've
2: never heard that before, uh, but he did a hell of a job in that show, so thank you.
0: Boyd Holbrook, apparently. Yeah. I looked up some Google what images and he looks Boyd Holbrook he Boyd? looks more like Justin Timberlake and um, Macaulay Culkin had a son
2: uh, we all know uh, that I compared with weird
1: yeah no I see a little bit of Kyle but it's still not it's as scary as you little. and Mike
0: Green yeah whatever or uh, Giovanni Ribisi is still yes. that's Kyle oh, who's that <laughs> Giovanni uh, he was Giovanni in gone in 60 seconds I'm in 60 seconds whatever yeah. Oh, uh, Phoebe's brother. Yes, Phoebe's brother from Friends. Thanks.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, There we okay. go. Now I can put a face on it.
0: Okay, I see that a little bit. All right. <laughs> he kind of like vacillates between that and, and Ryan Gosling. But yeah, you and Mike Green do look like you could be uh, cousins. And follow up, which whim contributor would handle Hollywood type fame the worst and what vice would be the main driver? Oh. Uh, mine would be uh, Probably JJ
2: because he gets annoyed by people.
3: Right. There would be a really good paparazzi like video of JJ just like flaming out.
1: Damn, I, Jeff! I don't, I don't know. I was gonna say Kyle.
0: Yeah, that works too. No, I think Kyle would handle it probably better than all of us. Yeah. I don't know. I think probably I
1: would. I would just be I like know. smiling and giving thumbs up to everybody. Yeah, I could see that. Oh
0: yeah, you'd be the. Let's Take see. my picture. Thumbs up. Yeah, you'd be the, the Matthew McConaughey for a long time.
1: All right, all right.
3: All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all
0: right. Got feed few yeah, weeks to keep the blood flowing. It would definitely be me, though. I would uh, I would get in so much trouble for picking Twitter fights. For this yeah, show. yeah,
2: you'd, you'd be, like, on Twitter, like, and you'd just tell someone <laughs> to fuck off. Just, like, <laughs> fuck you. All right, well... I'm skipping
1: final hockey-related thoughts because we are—we don't have a ton of time left. Um, just the next two games. I will be there against the Kings. Kyle and Prashanth uh, will be there on Saturday. Uh, what's what are they going to do the next two games? I'm saying O and two. I'm going to say 0 and two. 0
3: oh, one and one. Okay.
1: Okay. Wait, shit! Who do they play on Saturday? Uh, ducks. 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 Kings and Ducks. Both at home. They're going to go 5 uh, on this homestand. No, they're going to go 2-0. 2-0? Alright. <laughs> uh, Kyle and Prashant, real quick, before we say goodbye, tell everyone about the meetup.
2: Uh, yeah, we're going to have a meetup uh, on Saturday starting at 2 um, at Atwater Tap House, which is right in Detroit, right near the Riverwalk. Um, encourage everybody to show up and uh, come meet uh, myself and Prashant and Enjoy some food and some delicious local beer.
3: It'll be baller.
2: Yeah, it'll be baller. Sure.
3: Cool.
1: So for Kyle and Prashant and JJ, I'm Jeff. It's been Winging at Motown Radio. See you next time.